Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast is sponsored by Perfect Keto. And guys, I just wanted to tell you about these great tasting keto cookie bars that they have. They're keto cookies. Um, You know, I've tried a lot of different low-carb desserts, low-carb cookies and things like that. These are definitely the best I've found, and I feel really mentally stable when I consume them. A lot of times, things are marked as low-carb, but they're actually still spiking your blood sugar and still promoting a high insulin release. These ones, I just seem to feel really, really good with. And, you know, the the company, it took them over a year to formulate this product. They tried so many different ingredients and went through over 10 iterations and conducted rigorous blood ketone and blood sugar testing along the way to make sure that this great tasting cookie did not spike insulin, blood sugar, and reduce ketone levels. And so keto cookies are your pre-made keto dessert without the guilt. Think of it as an energy bar that tastes like a treat and supports your soft tissue recovery because it has collagen protein in there. And collagen is amazing for your joints, for your skin, your hair, your nails, your gut health. It's an anti-aging beauty food. And you can find that in these cookies. I mean, the reality is keto can be hard to stick to. Keto cookies make it a lot easier. I mean, you can treat it like your fall off the wagon insurance. If you're really craving something, you're going to a party, Other people are going to be eating things that um, may tempt you. You can bring these along and and have them. And so ultimately, this product is formulated to not spike blood sugar. So you can rest assured with that. It has the collagen protein. Again, amazing protein source. All of us need to be consuming uh, because it has the right blend of amino acids to help support joint health, skin, hair health and a gut line, a healthy gut lining. It's not going to spike your blood sugar, and you are going to love the flavor. So you can pick these up, these keto cookies, at www.perfectketo.com forward slash drjockers, and use the coupon code drjockers, just drjockers, all one word, and that's going to save you 15% off. So you can really enjoy these cookies. They also have a lot of other great products. So again, go to www.perfectketo.com forward slash drjockers and use the coupon code drjockers for 15% off. You guys are going to absolutely love these. 
So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the top seven herbs to help support healthy blood sugar levels. Having healthy blood sugar makes a world of difference when it comes to the amount of inflammation you're experiencing, when it comes to your energy levels, your mental clarity, your mood. Good, stable blood sugar will allow you to be you know, the best expression of yourself. It's going to allow you to function at your best. And so that's why this information is so relevant. And I know you guys are going to get a tremendous value out of this podcast and learn about these herbs that you can be using on a daily basis to support your blood sugar levels. Just before we go into the show, wouldn't you mind just taking a moment and leaving us a five-star review? When you leave a review, that actually helps us rank higher and helps us impact and influence more people. And we know so many people need this information. So that would really help us just reach those people. And also go ahead and subscribe. That way you don't miss any of our podcasts. We put one out every Tuesday and Thursday. They're usually fairly short, either a great interview or a solo training where I'm teaching you things like this. So please go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and let's go into the show. Well, hey, everybody. Today, I am talking about the top seven herbs to support healthy blood sugar levels. You know, it's just so important to have good, stable blood sugar. When your blood sugar is stable, you feel energetic. You feel mentally clear. You feel like, you know, you really can do everything that you were designed to do. And blood sugar stability is very important in helping reduce inflammation in the body, helping prevent against the development of diabetes, heart disease, cancer, metabolic disease, being overweight or obese. So really getting your blood sugar stable is just so critical to our overall health and our life. And there are some really good herbs that help with that. In today's presentation, I'm going to really go through the best research on these herbs to show you what to use and what I personally recommend. And so when we look at blood sugar, we know that when we eat food, particularly carbohydrate-rich food, our body turns it into glucose. And then when glucose gets elevated in the bloodstream, the body produces insulin from the pancreas. Insulin comes out and it grabs a hold of the glucose and brings it to the cells where it interacts with the insulin receptor at the cell and drops the glucose into the cell so the glucose can be used for energy. So insulin kind of acts like the key to open the cells. And when we have good optimal blood sugar and insulin balance, when we have a meal, our blood sugar naturally goes up and so does insulin. But then, you know, really within an hour or two, it comes back to a good baseline, uh, both the, the sugar and the insulin levels. And so they go up just a little bit, not too much, maybe 10, 20 points, and then they come back down as opposed to when we have a high carbohydrate meal or if we have insulin resistance, then we're going to have skyrocketing blood sugar and then insulin goes way up and sometimes insulin drags your blood sugar way down into this threshold we call hypoglycemic where you feel dizzy if you're irritable you might have a headache you feel hangry and for some people they notice this after like you know three hours or so between meals they need more food that's not a good response we want to be able to go four to six hours between meals um, without feeling the need that we have to eat, that we have to, we have to be hungry. So that's a big factor. And then in some cases, the body's very insulin resistant and 
it doesn't bring the blood sugar down or at least not for a very long time. And then we have these, we have elevations in these advanced glycation end products that cause a lot of problems in our body. So here are common symptoms of low blood sugar. Uh, you might be sweating, trembling, you know, just kind of the, the natural hangriness that, that, that we've all experienced at times. It can also affect your sleep. Uh, so those are, are big issues. And, you know, obviously in severe cases, it can lead to confusion, blurred vision, difficulty speaking, and even a seizure or coma. So definitely want to keep that blood sugar stable there. Now, for a lot of people, their issue is hyperglycemia, so too much sugar in the blood, and they're not able to get that sugar down. And that's when we create these advanced glycation end products. It usually takes weeks to months. You can see kind of the process. Um, you know, we'll develop these early glycation products if you know, we have elevated blood sugar for hours to days, but when it starts to go for, for weeks to months, we develop these advanced glycation end products, which damage the cross-linked structural proteins, which are our collagens. They damage our joints, our, um, you know, our skin, our hair, our nails, all of our major viscera. Um, that's going to affect all that, the endothelial lining of your blood vessels, your nerves, your joints, major organs. When you think about somebody that has uncontrolled diabetes and they develop optic neuritis, they develop um, peripheral neuropathy because their nerves are so damaged, they develop kidney disease because this damages their kidneys, fatty liver, cardiovascular disease. So these things are, are really problematic, these advanced glycation end products. We want to make sure we don't we don't get that. And so how do we prevent against insulin resistance? Well, insulin resistance is going to develop if we have high levels of insulin circulating in our blood, high levels of inflammation in our body, or excessive fat stored in our pancreas and our liver. So the big key here is making sure that we're eating a healthy, nutrient-dense diet. I also recommend intermittent fasting is a really great way to keep insulin down. Um, exercise is a great way to keep insulin down really good sleep habits, keeping stress under control. These are very, very important things to prevent against insulin resistance. Now, here are signs you may be insulin resistant. If you tend to be overweight, especially if you have it in your abdominal region, abdominal fat is a classic sign of insulin resistance. If you have trouble losing weight, you start exercising, you start eating better, but the weight just won't come off, that could be a sign of insulin resistance. You have, you're craving sweets after meals. A lot of times you eat food, but then you're still craving sweets because the body wants the sugar, but you're having trouble getting the sugar into the cells. So you're still having cravings after the meal. And eating the sweets still doesn't relieve the cravings. It's like you're always, you always tend to have these cravings. Oftentimes, this high insulin load will cause you to feel very tired. So your body will produce a lot of insulin because the cells are resistant so you produce more and more and more insulin and that can cause tiredness you're also not really getting the the glucose into the cells where it's needed so your brain is starving so oftentimes that will also cause you to feel more tired frequent thirst and urge to urinate so a lot of times you start urinating out glucose and that will bring water with it so you'll be frequently be thirsty when you have insulin resistance also some issues like polycystic ovarian syndrome for women can be a sign of uh, insulin resistance. And for some females, they get high testosterone and that, that triggers PCOS. For others, they get high estrogen. So estrogen and testosterone are growth-based hormones and insulin is a growth-based hormone itself. So it's going to trigger more estrogen or more testosterone, 
For males, they often develop low testosterone. So they develop a form of what we call male andropause, where they're low in testosterone, higher in estrogen, because insulin activates something called aromatase, which is an enzyme that converts testosterone into estrogen. Also things like acne, skin tags, kind of skin outgrowths or skin pigmentation changes are associated with insulin resistance, as well as high blood pressure and high triglycerides. So these are all signs that we have insulin resistance. Now, best herbs. One of my favorites is berberine. Berberine is an alkaloid compound. It's been used for thousands of years by Chinese and Ayurvedic medicine. It's been highly regarded for its efficacy in supporting healthy blood sugar levels and insulin sensitivity. Research has shown that berberine may benefit the treatment of type 2 diabetes and have a positive impact on blood sugar levels, insulin, and triglycerides. A 2019 meta-analysis showed that berberine is better than a placebo at lowering blood sugar levels and seems to be more effective when, it, when used in combination with blood sugar effective drugs as opposed to when using medication alone. So it can help complement certain drugs if you're taking those for blood sugar. A 2014 study found that berberine may benefit those with diabetes who cannot take anti-diabetic medication due to heart, kidney, or liver problems due to some of the side effects. A 2014 meta-analysis, which is really the highest level, it's kind of looking at all of these randomized control studies. Um, it showed that berberine, along with lifestyle changes, is more effective than lifestyle changes alone for improving blood sugar levels. So we know berberine really works well. As you can see, all the benefits here, uh, improves cholesterol balances, helps reduce inflammation along the endothelial, uh, the endothelial lining. It's very antimicrobial, helps support a healthy gut microbiome. So, um, and the gut actually plays a big role in your blood sugar stability. It increases short chain fatty acid production in the gut, which is a great alternative and easy fuel source for the body. Now let's talk about cinnamon. Cinnamon is an aromatic spice. We've all probably smelled it and experienced it. High in antioxidants and has countless health benefits, including supporting your blood sugar levels. According to a 2009 study, taking 500 milligrams of cinnamon for 12 weeks decreased oxidative stress in people with prediabetes. A 2001 study found that cinnamon may lower blood sugar levels and may imitate the effects of insulin and help transport blood glucose. According to a 2007 in vivo study, cinnamon can help to increase insulin sensitivity for up to 12 hours. So cinnamon is a great thing to be using on your food, on your different dishes, especially carbohydrate dishes. Really good idea. Like if you're having a sweet potato, put the grass-fed butter on there for some healthy fat and cinnamon on there. Works really well. If you're having a smoothie with berries, put cinnamon in there. Works really well. And of course, you know, you can take it supplemental dose as well. Uh, berberine, which I didn't mention, is actually found in things like Oregon grape root and grape, uh, Oregon grape root and golden seal are two of the two of the most common ways of getting berberine. Let's talk about Gynema sylvester. Gynema is native to India, Africa, and Australia. It's been a major part of Indian and Ayurvedic medicine. According to research, Gynema can decrease your cravings for sweet foods by reducing your perception of sweetness. And as a result, it may help support blood sugar levels by reducing your risk of overwhelming your body with sugary foods. So a lot of times people are dealing with these cravings when they have insulin resistance. Gynema is really good for that. 
A 2017 study showed that taking Gynema in combination with blood sugar medication can effectively lower blood sugar levels. A, another 2017 study showed that taking 200 to 400 milligrams of Gynema may decrease blood sugar absorption. And according to 2011 research, supplementing with Gynema can lower blood sugar levels after meals and lower risk of diabetes complications. So it can work really well, again, for reducing cravings, uh, for helping your body to utilize sugar more effectively, and keeping your insulin levels under control and balanced. Now, American ginseng, and this is an adaptogenic herb, which means that it really helps us adapt better to stressors in our environment. And it can also affect blood sugar. In fact, all, all your adaptogens, ashwagandha, rhodiola, ginseng, eleuthero, holy basil, these things are all, all can be effective for helping support blood sugar stability. According to a 2018 study, American ginseng can help to lower post-meal blood sugar by 20%. So when you eat, after you eat, blood sugar goes up. We call that postprandial blood glucose. Well, ginseng can help keep that under control so we don't get too high a rise. A 2000 and 2016 research both found that American ginseng can improve your body's cellular response. They also found that one gram taking one gram of American ginseng about two hours before a meal seems to be the most effective dose. And anything over three grams doesn't show a difference in benefits. So there's usually like a, you know, a maximal dose that's going to give you the benefit. So about one gram or so of American ginseng. Now let's talk about fenugreek. Fenugreek. Oh, by the way, with American ginseng, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention this, but really great just in general for energy, for immune function, for mood, memory, brain function. Again, that adaptogenic herb, really good for energy, brain, immune support, stress resilience. So really good stuff there. Now, fenugreek has a specialized type of soluble fiber called a galactomannan. And this sort of prebiotic fiber slows the absorption of glucose in the bloodstream. In addition, it's rich in steroid-like saponins, which help improve bile flow and stabilize blood sugar, triglyceride, and cholesterol levels. You know, the better our, our bile flows, bile itself helps to stimulate certain receptors in the small intestine that have to do with blood sugar stability. So fenugreek is really good for helping support good bile flow. And, um, and of course, that helps improve the microbiome because bile is, is alkaline, and it has an effect at reducing the overall microbial population, particularly the acidic-loving bacteria that are in the small intestine, which helps prevent against things like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, helps keep cholesterol under control. We, this, that's where we move toxins out of our body. So it can be really helpful for that, helps support just overall healthy gut microbiome. And fenugreek was first recorded in Egypt in 1500 BC, mainly grows in Europe and Asia. It can be used as a spice tea supplement for its numerous, known for its numerous health benefits. According to a 2009 study, using 10 grams of fenugreek seeds soaked in hot water may help people with diabetes. Another 2009 study suggested that fenugreek may lower insulin resistance when used as a fenugreek flour in bread and other baked goods. A 2017 scientific review discussed that fenugreek supplements may lower fasting blood sugar levels. So again, very good for supporting blood sugar. Now, kudzu. Kudzu is a vine-like plant that resembles 
uh, maybe may saying this wrong, a, a topiary, um, it kind of grows up, you know, it's a vine, it kind of grows up in the air straight up uh, and, and wraps around. And it's been used as part of traditional Chinese medicine. It grows throughout the temperate regions of Asia and also throughout the Southeast United States. The vines are unedible, but the leaves, flowers, and roots offer many health benefits from their antioxidants and isoflavonoids. So very good for digestive health, reduces inflammation in the body, supports healthy hormones, and reduces cravings. A 2013 study on done on mice showed that an, a bioactive isoflavonoid found in kudzu helped to increase insulin expression and support blood sugar levels. A recent 2020 study has found that kudzu root showed anti-diabetic benefits on diabetic rats. So this point has been uh, mouse and rat studies, but it's showing a lot of promise there. And then you've got banaba leaf, which has this compound corosolic acid. And you can see in this study here that it taking the, the control group did not, you know, they were consuming meals without the uh, corosolic acid, without the banaba leaf. And you can see just significantly lower, more stable blood sugar levels in the individuals that took it, took the corosolic acid, the banaba leaf. So it really helps improve insulin sensitivity and blood sugar stability. A 2012 scientific review discussed the benefits of banaba leaf on metabolic syndrome and its benefits on glucose uptake and blood sugar levels. A 2008 study found that banaba leaf can help improve glucose uptake by enhancing insulin receptor activity and as a result, benefited blood sugar levels. So a lot of good studies here on banaba leaf, really good one to use. And so what I did was I basically took all these different herbs with really good research, American ginseng, fenugreek, kudzu, banaba leaf, berberine, cinnamon, and gynema, and we put them in our sugar support supplements. This is a herbal-based blood sugar support supplement to help keep your postprandial, your post-meal blood sugar levels balanced to help improve your overall blood sugar stability. So you're not getting these big peaks and valleys. And instead, your body is better at utilizing sugar, keeping it stable and balanced. And what most people notice is they just improves their mental clarity. Okay, so they have better mental clarity throughout the day. They're less tired. They have good energy, less cravings. And that's why this is something I use on a regular basis. I take typically uh, two caps twice a day with my meals, and it works fantastic for supporting good, healthy blood sugar levels. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out in the show notes and use the coupon code JOCKERS10 at checkout on my store to save 10%. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this training and we'll see you on a future online training. If you haven't already subscribed to our channel, please make sure you do. And also leave us a five-star review. That way we're able to help more people find the podcast and we're able to make a greater impact. Be blessed, everybody. We'll see you on a future online training. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. 
We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.